You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Eureka After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Eureka After Show. I love that there's applause. Hey guys, Bing is for doing, and we are doing another wrap-up of Eureka, Season 5, Episode 5, Jack of All Trades. I'm Jenna Bush from zap to it here with... I am Roth Cornette from Everywhere and All Things. <laughs> Everywhere and All Things. Yeah. Who can top that title? Um, maybe the show creator. No, yeah. I don't think <laughs> Have you seen him lately? No. <laughs> Guys, we are here with Eureka creator Jamie Paglia. Co creator. Co creator, it's true. Yeah, Andy Cosby did create the show with me. Yes. Well, we are thrilled to have you here. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. And once great. again, all the Eureka fans are jealous. It's true. I kind of am too. You keep getting the love. I'm stuck here all by myself. I, but I do have to ask, what is with this giant, vast distance between you and I know. the rest of us? I think it might have like a superior thing. You, you're trying to yeah, intimidate why are you looking us. Down I am the queen of well, all and, things. And we know Jenna. When, <laughs> we put Je- when we put Jenna too close to somebody, you, you might have to watch yourself. She's, so I'm, She's on our little restriction. Yeah. Eureka yeah. restriction. True. I paw. She gets a little handsy. A little handsy. Mm, I do. That's what I figured. I do. No, I'll right. totally admit that. Okay. While, while we do, while we, uh, you know, are talking real quick, I did want to remind everybody and thank everyone for iTunes comments <laughs> and rating. And the thing about it is, like, people comment and rate so much on our iTunes for Eureka that this is why Jenna and Roth made it happen, brought the co-creator. Woo. So iTunes, you guys do your part. So we're just kind of saying thank you and keep on showing us that love. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, like make that. sure you subscribe. Very important. Subscribe, comment, and actually, and tweet us and Facebook us, and like we actually do want to engage. Tell us things. Call in. All kinds of exciting things. We we actually we had a message. um, We had a few messages, but one in particular caught my attention today. Was that somebody tweeted? And I'm going to ask for a response. Oh, God. Um, tell Zane and Joe to calm down. Right. We love Carter and Allison. I want to say for the record, I also love Zane and Joe. Mm-hmm. So, But I'm, I'm passing this along. Okay. Um, I would love to fix all of that, except that we wrapped production about nine months ago. So I'm a little done with all the editing of these episodes. But I, I would just encourage you to continue to watch it. I think that you will have some nice surprises in store. <laughs> well, let's talk about the surprises of this, starting with A, who called Holly imprint in yeah. The Matrix. Yeah, no, Roth did. She totally did. I, I caught a little bit of that episode. She she did call it. Yeah, and I had, I had spoken to Felicia, and all she would tell me is no one's ever dead in sci-fi. Which is true. Which is a good answer. Yeah. 
But the thing is, as an imprint, she could come forward. She could be made manifest as a toaster, as a Cylon. I was just going to say, you said toaster. toaster, She could be a, she could be another person. She could be a dog. Girl bot. I need a pen to write these down. She could be a girl bot (laughs) or she could be. Where were you six months ago? I know, but because I'm imagining that I don't want to be gross here, but the body's got to be decomposing by this point. I would assume so. Zombie right? Holly. Zombie Holly. Is it going to be a zombie? <laughs> zombie apocalypse. Uh, it, it, you should definitely keep watching. That was very good. That was good. You know, zombie Holly is pretty hot. <laughs> it's Felicia Day. We gotta, Fargo we likes himself some zombie Holly, I think. <laughs> I would imagine that Fargo would. I totally would imagine. But, you know, all right, I have to say this, too, because I know I've been talking about calling um, Joe and Carter. So I actually want, and I know that um, Colin said that they really leaned into it as they were going along. But at what point did you put that in there? Was there ever a discussion about that? Um, I think the first time uh, we sort of consciously started to raise the issue was when uh, Joe was deciding whether to leave town or not at the end of season four, four and a half, whatever they call it now. Um, When she gives him a kiss goodbye, actually, um, I had originally written it that she gives him a kiss that lingers just a moment too long. That surprises the both of them. And then wasn't going to really do anything more just to have that suggestion, you know, that there's this emotional moment between the two of them. They've obviously experienced a lot. They've been very close. Um, And then there was just going to be that moment. And uh, the network read that draft and said, wow, did not see that coming. That is really... (laughs) Really disturbing. No, <laughs> so please, please don't do that. Well, they should have so, been listening to Jenna, right? So Seriously. we did. What we did is we we shot it both ways. But actually, I kind of felt like the way that she kissed him, you know, just on his cheek, barely, was actually in one of our executives, Stacy Fung, actually was on on set with me that day, and she said that was actually sexier in some ways. But it was it was you know understated enough that. For people like you who wanted it to happen, you uh-huh. could read into it. I read into it. I so, did. Yeah. I, I think that why that works even is because it's the first. I mean, people, especially on television, want to see the forbidden. You know, once mm-hmm. the couple gets together, that's like, it's hard to continue to make that work. Right, sure. Uh, the Office did that with Pam and Jim, but whatever. Um, they made it work. But it's hard to make that work. So I think that what people like is the possibility of the forbidden and and kind of like the... But at the same time, what they have is this great established friendship. So it's like sexual tension plus your best friend. Why why wouldn't you want to go there to some degree? Yeah. Not that I'm saying that. Well, I just I just sort of... <laughs> See it like um, you know. I think most people who have really long friendships or relationships in some form or fashion, if um, if you're attracted to a person for, for these personality traits, there might just be at least a hint, even if it's not something you would ever follow through with. It's you've at least thought about it. Oh, it's of course. crossed yeah. your mind. Oh, it's yeah. like you get drunk one night and you think, I wonder what you know, just whatever. And so we wanted to kind of just let all of this experience that they had and. Matrix Eureka start to bring those things that might just be lingering back there to the you know to the fore, and um, that's why Joe sort of talks to Carter, not not knowing obviously that it was Allison inside of there um, in this last episode. That was awesome. That was a huge, huge moment. As a female, you were like, oh. 
Oh, really? What What exactly? Oh, and didn't I Colin didn't... just nail that? Totally did. It. Yeah. Totally did. It. He, that was so, and I really, I legitimately thought it was such a clever conceit to reintroduce the idea of the mix-up this way. You know, because yeah. you get to keep playing with it, and it's logical. It carries through with what's happened and what's happening. Um, but it it raises the stakes yet again because now they're in their own bodies naked. I know. Well, you know, I was actually. <laughs> and by the way, everybody's looking amazing. Yeah, they are. Well, I mean, I know we were talking yeah. about this. I think last week when when Grant and Mahara was on, but talking about you know you have that random sex dream about a friend and you're all weirded out for like a week. You mention that to a partner and they can't like all right. That happened with my ex-husband. He mentioned, oh, I had this weird sex dream about a friend of mine. And I was like, what? No. Mm. So I was staring at her for a while. Like, she had nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> but I was but like, the, I don't like you. But the really logic don't. and the reason doesn't... <laughs> no. It's not in play at that moment. No, it is not. Yeah, that's pure, like, territorial animal. There's another female peeing on my tree. Yes, but imagine if, if you actually had him say... I, I actually am sleeping with her and I have been sleeping with her for four years and I'm in love with her and you've missed it all and I'm oh. sorry that this is over with and you live that for a month or so oh, God. and then and then you find out oh no it's not real I mean there's going to be a little bit of uh, after effects I'd be stabby yeah very stabby very stabby yeah. and I think that I mean that's really sort of was, was uh, a big part of the reason that we wanted to do that for the first few episodes because those you know sort of PTSD uh, reactions carry throughout you know these next few episodes of the season well it's one of the things that I love about the show and I know I've said this before but it's it's almost hard to define like when I explain it to people because I've been as everyone knows watching since the first episode and when you try to explain it to people you're like well it's a drama but it's it's a comedy it's really really funny but it doesn't shy away from anything important and it's and and big dark things happen like with Kim way back and just yeah. I mean that storyline was wow and you have a great character who is not clear cut, who some of us really enjoy. <laughs> oh, are we going to talk about Beverly? No, we don't oh, have to talk, talk about, about Beverly. Because you sure. watch the other shows. You we, know how she I, feels. We, we don't do. have to. I, no, we do. We she really wasn't do. In this, but I would like to hear your take on Beverly, actually. I, I think that we, unfortunately, um, gave Beverly a little short shrift in the first two seasons. And partially that was because... Uh, we the uh, episodes were reordered in the airing. And so in the first season, there were a number of episodes that she played prominently in her relationship with um, the other members of the consortium, which we never wanted to have a capital C on that. But it was just this group that was really concerned about the direction of uh, scientific um, you know, evolution and, and experimentation and having it all concentrated in this one place underneath the thumb of um, the Department of Defense seemed like maybe a bad idea. So, Seems like a horrible idea in a lot of ways. <laughs> so they just wanted to be able to kind of keep tabs on that and in certain things that would be, um, you know, technologies that would, you know, literally disrupt the way that the world worked. They wanted to be able to either share that information or stop that from happening. And those, So I think that the, the ideal behind what she stands for is valid and it's something that you want to have some kinds of checks and balances and we always sort of had shaded her on maybe the line where she would you know she would cross certain moral lines that others wouldn't um but i i you know i've never seen beverly as the villain but she's certainly been the antagonist in our piece this is from the creator thank you (laughs) i 
try. The creator try. just said that. So guess who's right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> guess who we have to have on the show now? I know. I mean, I, I also, I really. I can get you. I can get you do. Deborah Ferrentino. Please yeah. do. Then there'll Deborah be more Ferentino. cuddling on this there side. There will be lots of cuddling. Yes. I, I have a girl crush. I, I also really enjoy her performance because I don't think that she she's playing villainous. No, you know what I mean? No, no. no. And really... I, think, I think that, um, again, and there was, um, and that's part of it was our fault. Part of it was uh, just different directors wanting to push her in different ways, was trying to find where that sweet spot was for her character. And I kind of feel like this season was our chance to do that right. I mean, we wanted to bring her back into season four and four and a half, and um, we got to see where she draws the line. And um, it's really interesting when Carter and Joe walk into the sheriff's office after the long history that they have with her, and she's like, I'm here to help. And okay, so that whole episode is about trust and who do you trust. Yeah, exactly. And that. how to deliver poetic justice. I know. Poetic justice. Oh, my God. All right, so. Oh, was that too dark? No, that was pretty good. <laughs> no, I love poetic right. justice. First, we're going to talk about Amazon, and then we're going to talk about the senator. Okay. Um, okay, so Amazon is one of our new sponsors. And so um, what you want to do, since you buy stuff drunk from Amazon like I do constantly. You do. So here's what you do. You like go to ask. I, I always do. And everyone who watches this knows that, including you, because you've seen them. Yes. Um, so The, the purchase por- uh, portion, I'm not surprised about. the. Dr- I mean, I'm sorry, the drunk portion doesn't surprise me uh-huh, uh-huh. at all. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> I'm, that, I'm, I, I did, did a terrible joke, and, I, and I'm, I failed, and I feel like, how do we make it more comfortable? Oh, it's it was quite that all right. Bad. That's how I purchase. Mm-hmm. I'd never buy. I don't like to shop, so that's what I do. So um, here's what you do. You go to AfterBuzzTV.com, and you click on the Amazon banner, and then you buy your purchases, we get goodies, so you get more goodies. It's kind of awesome. Um, so this week, um, first, I'm going to ask you guys any any Amazon purchases. This week? I I I I'm still on my purchases from last week. We're we're getting to the depths of the female psyche via erotic romance once mm-hmm. again. However, I will suggest a drunk purchase for you. So <laughs> I'm going to assume you watch Eureka, Ooh. but you can always. Buy Eureka on DVD previous seasons oh, this if is you excellent. want. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make a second pitch because a little birdie told me in an interview that I read of yours that you're working on a show with the creator of Sarah Connor Chronicles. I am James Middleton. And yes. I cannot express how much I loved that series. I know. It's phenomenal. It was, it yeah. was... I miss it. Yeah, James <laughs> developed the show with Josh. Yeah. So he was the sort of the mastermind behind bringing that from big screen to small screen. So, pretty, pretty, pretty talented, smart guy. I, that's why I'm partners with him. Good on you. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> no, right? I just get people that are much more talented than I am, and I just pull them around. Oh, God, and, no, <laughs> but I will. I will suggest that everyone purchase both of these things. What will you? If you don't already have it, purchase it. Watch them, and then mm-hmm. in your mind, imagine what this love child is going to be, <laughs> and then get super excited about it because I am. And you can also pre-order season five. You can That's also true. pre-order season Since five. Since you're going to be doing the, you, know, you want to see the shows mm-hmm. side by side, you know, get yourself some Terminator, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Ooh. You're also probably look. I, you're you're going to be a little depressed after some of the Sarah Connor episodes. Let's face it, they're right. awesome. I mean, they're amazing, but they are yeah. intense. You're going to want to watch them. Right? Yeah, little, I agree. You know, it's a, a palate cleanser. <laughs> right, exactly. Actually, I do need to do that because I, I would actually like to marathon the whole thing. I'm I'm actually really interested in that. So yeah. my junk purchases this week were Trudy Styler's... I get 10% um, of all sales. Go oh, ahead. nice. All right. Nice. I'll, I'll pay you later. Um, <laughs> no, I bought um, Trudy Styler's Warrior Yoga and, okay, this is the weird one, the Yoga Toe Spreaders. 
They're, oh, those shoes? Well, those actually, they're just shoes? like they're. Um, it's like a thing that you put between your toes, and it just stretches them out like that. Because I've been, you know, my other drunk purchases were ballet focused, so everything is turned out and squished into a tiny little box. So now I want to do the forward stretching. Why do you and then want that. to stretch your toes into weird positions? So de-evolution. Know. Pretty yeah. soon, you're just going to be I know. back down. I know. No, I can barely walk because I'm kind of sore from. You're just going to be swimming in the cosmic ooze. <laughs> Which Trudy. sounds so bad. Me and, and Trudy and staying in the cosmic ooze. <laughs> totally fine. No, have you, have, you haven't gotten the, the toe spreaders yet. Though. No, I have them. They, you do? Yeah. And have you actually use them? Because I they have. Really, really uncomfortable. No, it's actually really comfortable because one of the things you do in yoga is you stick your fingers through the toes and bend them back and forth. But that just seems unhygienic to me. So this is <laughs> something you just stick in there. But it actually, after being in toe shoes for a couple hours, it feels fantastic. Because right, your toes are all smooshed. I don't know why I'm doing unnatural things to my toes. It's really... Unspeakable things to your toes. It's yeah, and we're back to the Fifty Shades. I was just right. going to say, it's, it's coming back to Fifty Shades of Grey. I can see this right now. Right? No, I actually do not You're like feet at all. You're obsessed with two of you with Fifty Shades of Grey. It's, Apparently, I read all three. <laughs> I did. I only wish that we had one more season of Eureka so I could do Fifty Shades of Eureka. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my one God. off web series. Seriously, do it. Make it happen. Wait, isn't there a possibility that this might be a sci-fi movie? going forward? I think, I mean, certainly we've all kicked around. Do it. You know, let's, maybe, we'll see at some point. I do mean, it. I think that, <laughs> do it. <laughs> okay. Thank Done. You. Thank you. Credit me at the end. All right. Yeah. No, but I mean, it has to, I, everyone wants it to happen because, like, this is one of those shows where like, like Fringe, when you talk about canceling a show like this, the fans are out of control, completely rabid, and still, like, I post anything on Zap to it about Eureka. I get tons of comments and tons of um, messages and tweets about why is this show not on sci-fi? People are angry about it. Like, this was a show that nobody wanted to end. Like, everyone wanted this to go on. So the idea of doing a movie just seems logical. And that's nice that people didn't want it yes. to end. That makes us I happy. didn't want it also, to end. Also, this is the more important reason why you should actually do a movie. Because if you do, what happens is, is that, like, five years later somewhere in that realm you're going to make a comic book superhero ensemble movie it's mm-hmm. going to break every record in history mm-hmm. you're going to be a it's, living it's, god it's, it's, not, it's not lost on me that my directorial <laughs> debut came out you know a couple of days after Joss distru- just decides to completely destroy every box office every. record in the world mm-hmm. it's funny I actually um, uh, Joss and I became, became friends during the, the strike the writer strike yeah. and we were doing we did a rally together in Boston and stuff and um, we run into each other at Comic-Con and other places and see each other, you know, occasionally. But I ran into him at uh, a restaurant where he was had his headphones on and he was eating dinner and he was working, he was writing. And, um, and I asked him, what, 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 are you, what are you up to? He's like, oh, I'm doing the rewrite on, on Avengers. And, <laughs> and, I, and I, he had asked me, like, you know, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm, doing, I'm prepping my first episode, you know, and just... You know, getting my head into the idea of actually sitting in the, in the director's chair, which I'd been toying with for a couple of seasons, but was just never able to make the time to do it. And I was like, yeah, that puts things in perspective for me. <laughs> I was like, I'm sitting here with my little cable show and my little $3 million budget, and you're sitting there with your $150 million mega franchise that is going to just completely consume all box office records. It's and it did, and it's time. great. I mean, everybody should see it if they haven't a hundred times, because It's really job. fantastic. Yeah, it is. It is. But, you know, but the thing is, I mean, he also like on break did midsummer. What did he, did he do? Mid, it was no, it wasn't midsummer. It was it was uh, 
Much Ado About Nothing. Much yeah. Ado and, and, in, um, and Cabin in the Woods also. Yeah. I think he's in his spare time. I don't know how right. he does all Cause that. Because he sleeps. Well, Drew Goddard directed The Cabin in the Woods. I think yes. they wrote it quite a while ago. But then, yeah, like, so yeah, he was like, time. I'm going to go on vacation and direct Shakespeare. Yeah. Every, anybody? <laughs> Hawaii sure. for you? Fair enough. You know what I mean? Well, if you do it in but, Hawaii. Like, but ultimately, it's all storytelling, and it's good storytelling. That's the point, right? That is the point. That's true. Do you want to do a comic version of Eureka after this? Um, there was an attempt to do that early on, um, and I didn't really have much involvement with it. But, um, you know, I don't know. I, again, I, I, I sort of I'm of two minds about it. I'm not, I'm not opposed to it, but... Um, there's something about it kind of being this contained entity. And, um, you know, there were some novels that were done that I I sort of helped develop some of the the storylines a little bit with the writers, and I think that, you know, they did a a nice job with those. Um, There are lots of interesting possibilities right now, new projects that I've been wanting to do, you know, things with my partner James Middleton, and then, um, you know, it's the first time that I've been available to work with other producers who have things that they would like me to do. So it's sort of looking at all of the, the options and seeing what happens first. I will write them. Okay. What I do comics now. I will totally write them. Okay. What? Yes. I'm right. Done. Exactly. I, I would do a handshake, but I couldn't reach you if I tried. So well, yes, yeah. I, I, we're both hired as your writers. Yeah. Via okay. via mm. the strength mm. of this incredible interview. Yes, it's true. <laughs> it's true. All right. So let's ask you in all seriousness. So what is this new show about? Um, Well, I mean, we I don't want to talk. I won't talk too much about it just because at this point um, we are uh, we don't have a network who is who is, you know, greenlit us yet. So um, but it's called Bob from Corporate and it was written by very talented AFI writer named Eric Rochford. And um, it was uh, sent to James as a writing sample because we've been looking for some younger writers to develop some projects with it that. I either don't have the time to write or James doesn't. and That's why you just hired us. And that's right. why we just hired you guys. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> so, Bob, so, from, what does Bob do at corporate? Um, it, he is sort of this, um, he's a really interesting character. He's this sort of enigmatic like, throwback to you know, like the 50s or 60s. He's almost a little madman in a way with his sort of traditional approach to life you know you would never look at him twice on a on a city bus you know the sort of off the rack suit and the briefcase and the barbershop haircut but um he actually uh runs this clandestine operation called only corporate it doesn't actually have a name but but the people at the cia and the dod and and the cdc that's this is the group that get called when terrifying things happen with technology gone awry in the world so it they're the cleanup crew in a way. And there's a sort of a big darker mythology about how he came to be and how he is the head of this group and um, another force out there that he is opposed to. So um, it it is a darker bent, definitely, from Eureka. But um, I think Eric has a terrific voice and, and vision for it. And it's been a really great collaboration so far. Oh, that sounds really cool. I mean, especially if that's on, you know, sci-fi or even a bigger na- network. Um curious about casting something like that like if you're going to have somebody who fades into the background like what what do you look for in in casting something like that you know i think um somebody who has quiet presence is really you know the best way i could think of it i mean i i think we've we've talked about the different there are so many different archetypes for it i mean you you know it, it, it in 
you know, the, the grand, um, the big dream, it would be, you know, someone like George Clooney, who mm. you could, you know, it looks like he's taken a punch, but he's, you know, still handsome. He's got that kind of sort of quiet presence and confidence, and he can sort of turn from being polite and understated to, you know, really frighteningly powerful. Um, I'd say March. Yeah, um, totally. You can have, uh, you know, Bill Paxton would be amazing. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, there's, there's we like this idea. Just a lot of yeah. yeah that one feels even better. Some why yeah. does that feel even? Because I guess I just because George Clooney's such a movie star, you mentally can't dissociate right. it. And then for me, and then you know, there's also you could go with like John Cusack or someone who yeah. has you know again a very different physicality, but you know, I would love to have somebody with those kinds of acting chops. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, I'm jumping back into He's the show because... He's incredibly esoteric, sure. by the way. Hmm? He's incredibly yes. esoteric. He is, he is. <laughs> He's also very, very strange to interview. I like... Yeah. I, 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 too. I love I, interviewing him. I think it's amazing. We, It's like, let's talk about the subconscious. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, look, he was quiet. During, he's famous for being very quiet during interviews. But my last question was something I did when I worked for UGO. And I, I said, um, who would win in a fight, a minotaur with a trident or a centaur with a crossbow? And he flipped out. And he's like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. Oh, my God. And so this man who's <laughs> given me like two-word answers to the entire interview was like gushing about about minotaurs and centaurs and ranged weapons and all that stuff. And I was like, that's interesting. Maybe I should have asked this first. But yeah. it may have set a different tone for the interview. It may have, but now he's fine with me because of the because of the crazy. Qu- I guess you just have to ask him weird ass questions. Yes. Go. So, but I want to talk about Grace and Henry because yes, speaking that was of weird sad. ass questions, I know. Yeah, I know. Let's get back to your. I know that was a that was quite the the thing. <laughs> all right. So the transition. So, um, all right, Henry. Okay, I've, I love Henry. I love him. He has not been so lucky in the love department. No, I know. Oh. Um, but uh, you know. There has to be conflict and drama, it's otherwise true. there's no reason to tune in. If if it was just the Henry and Grace mooning at each other all the time, that's true. Show, I, I would, you would tune get, into that. No, they're they're bored. adorable though. But all right, but they they're are. adorable. Timby Locke was just oh, a brilliant her. addition, I think, to the cast. I She's, love her. I have to say, like, just you know, in terms of casting, you're asking. I think one of the things that we did right and we got so lucky was that we had the best cast. I mean, they're all really so did. talented and they're kind people and they're fun to work with and so professional and I think that um, I've been a little spoiled for the last seven years so that's yeah. going to be it's going to be a hard act to follow well, well I mean they're in... hiring all these movie stars that you've mentioned well, I know you know, you all about trailers there, and... so we can I know, you know but trailers all... and, and prostitutes for you oh better, my better provide <laughs> but they, they honestly like this has to be the nicest cast ever so because I've, I've, I've been lucky enough to meet most of them and Everyone is wonderful. Like, it's really, it's sort of ridiculous. All right, well, okay. we'll get you Deborah Ferrantino and Tembi Locke. Please, please. Okay. I would love it. And honestly. they'll be nice, too. Well, this They're, is... Seriously, that you will not find two nicer people. You will fall in love with them. I think pretty much everybody on the show, the cast, the crew, the writers, are in love with both of them, so... Oh, it's ridiculous. Let's and get them here. But, I mean, I definitely want to talk about poor Henry, because, I mean, the whole... His last romance, oh, my God, that still breaks my heart. That yeah. was just so, like, ugh... So, but it was kind of a, it was amazing television. It really, it really, really was. was. Oh, like no, oh it, like because visually too, you're like, oh, I know. Yeah, oh. I think for me, once in a lifetime, which was the season one finale, was the episode where we kind of got the right balance of all of those things that we wanted to try to do. Um, you know, the um, still humor and and um, uh, that the sort of character dramedy stuff, but with real stakes, real emotional character stakes, even with the sci-fi element stuff that that uh, 
um, when things happen to them, it, it can have long-lasting impressions and, and um, uh, effects. And it's not just something that it's a one-off and, okay, that happened last week. And now, hey, we're back to, a, you know, what's the problem this week? And, yeah. you know, so you try to avoid falling into that pattern. Well, that's something, and I, I know I've mentioned this before, but that's something that's really struck me about the show. Like when you guys, when season four happened, you know, everyone was like, God, is this going to be a dream? Is it all going to go back to normal? But they're just going to have some, like residual stuff but the fact that you stuck with the timeline and stuck with Tembi in the cast like that was so huge that was such a like you know people that I'd been talking to about the show um I was like, no, but no, it's not gonna, it's not gonna change. No, he's he's not gonna change that. And it was just so fantastic to stick with it and see what happened. Uh, we were really grateful that everybody was supportive of that too. It, that was the one when we when we pitched um, what we were gonna do in season four because the, there was definitely the expectation of you know it's season four the big stakes you've got to come in with something really big otherwise this is gonna be it. Are you gonna be four and out or are you gonna you know go you know further more seasons and. Um, uh, the timeline shift when we uh, went in and talked to our our execs at the at Sci-Fi and and um, UCP, we were telling them the storyline. I mean, they were so. When you were talking about when when we come back and and um, you know Henry's married to a woman that he's just met and and. Uh, uh, um, uh, Joe is now the head of security, and Zane and she have never married, never dated, and and then you know, and Fargo is running Global Dynamics. That was <laughs> that the kicker. That so was so happy. Just, that was the happy dance <laughs> in the chair, and then the, then the question, the inevitable question came. So so when when does it all go back? And and we said uh, it doesn't. And that was there was sort of like the all right, well. Let's let's think about this because this is really messing with your with your franchise. And it's like, yeah, but at the same time, you can't take an audience on that ride for and then say, multiple episodes, a whole half season or a full season, and then just say none of it had any meaning because we're going to just make it all go back to normal. It was all a dream. So exactly, and so um, you know, we were really lucky. Our, our network and our studio supported us and said, okay, if you guys really want to do this, then. We're going to let you go for it. And um, the audience, I think, really was just terrific in how they embraced it. Oh, totally. Yeah, a sci-fi well, it's, audience it's, is Well, you're totally going to you're going to take that. Right. Plus, you're, you're used, if you're into sci-fi, you're like, parallel universe, multiple timelines, I'm on board. <laughs> oh, you yes. know, immediately. <laughs> this, let's, let's, I want to bring this up because it kind of a little bit ties in, I think, to, to some of the stuff that, that came up this week. Colin said something sort of offhanded. He just was like, "Well, I don't believe." Colin you know. saying something offhanded. <laughs> I know, shocking. 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 How this like crazy profound effect <laughs> on Jenna crazy. and I? We've talked about it. Yep. Um, I know what you're talking I, about. Yeah, exactly. So he just, you know, we were saying, "Oh, is it fate for for you know are the, Carter and Allison meant to be together?" And he says, "I oh, I don't believe in fate. I think that you just you choose to do something, and whatever you choose, that's the right choice." And in different ways, we went off and had this like I was in like Turkey and deciding to do something, and I'm like, "Whatever I do, it's the right." It's kind of embarrassing, but no, it actually no. did. And then we've talked about it in all these ways since then. Just as women, we tend to go crazy and overthink and pontificate and wait for the angels to descend and say, yes, this is what you're meant to do. Um, and I think that men are better about cutting through the dross, but whatever. Sometimes. Not all men. And not in all cases. Mm-hmm. Shot. Yes. Where are you going with this? I'm going here. I'm, yeah. re- I'm getting there. Ready? So in this Digging show, deeper and deeper. I know. Uh-huh. This is I where know. this is where I saw it in in the show. Is that what happens? Is that it, it 
it's not any, what's happened isn't their fate. Events are happening to them and they're handling it and making the best of it. But in this episode, I feel like I saw Fargo actually take on his position in this really, um, it's like as if his pain allowed him to step into the role that he was just playing at previously Mm -hmm. and actually be that person. He chose to be the person, even when it meant letting go of the person that he loved. Mm-hmm. And that, for some reason, brought me back to thinking about what Colin said. And then even though they're saying in this matrix, almost as if it's destiny, if you had these set of circumstances, then Joe and Carter would be together. That's where Zane's getting caught in his crazy head, saying mm-hmm. this is actually fate. It's going to happen. And then Carter just chooses to say, this is what I want. I want you, Allison. I'm going to marry you. I decided. So I just thought it was like all kind of tying together in this in a way. Yeah. I had a point. Hey, I love it. I'm dating right now, so not thinking things are fate is (laughs) wonderful for me. You, I I actually think that that was, that was very accurate. Um, It's, you know, it's funny if you, if you watch um, the first season and if you see once in a lifetime, you know, we, we put them four years in the future. We didn't know how many seasons of the show we were going to have. So we figured, you know, four years, always graduating from high school, we can sort of get to the, you know, a, a, a pivotal moment. And uh, Allison was pregnant with Carter's, uh, you know, child, and they were together and all those things, and Henry was running Global Dynamics, and we sort of had these these big changes for a lot of the characters. And um, obviously we've had wrenches thrown in along the way, and and Carter says to Allison right before he jumps to go back and fix things in that episode, you know, there's no time, no no place, no way that we don't end up together. You know, you just have to have a little faith. And that's that's Carter. No matter what you throw at him, he is going to find a way to fix it or to get what he wants. So if you look at the sort of journey that they've taken over these last many seasons, um, we very, very carefully tried to hit milestones that are different but there are, there are changes that have happened along the way. So you see glimmers of that. I mean, Carter ended up not getting married to Allison at the time. She was pregnant, but she was pregnant with somebody else's you know, child. And that put him into the role of having to be a best friend for a while. And that grew their relationship in an interesting way. And, um, you know, there's been more growth. And so he's finally deciding, you know, enough enough's enough i'm not going to wait around anymore let's just do this oh, i love that on that note we're going to take a quick commercial break <laughs> yes we are. hey everybody john Cumberford here i've got my madman with me kevin undergaro phil Svitak. for all you fans of Mad Men, we're your after buzz tv hosts of Mad Men. every sunday right after the show 9 30 we're breaking down the episode and you can also check us out on itunes and youtube the following morning We're going to get into the imagery, the symbolism, the structure. We give you all the information on Mad Men that the other podcasts out there don't. Very insightful. You're going to love it. Check us out. Please. (laughs) Hello, everybody. We are the L.A. Complex crew, and we are here with Andre Fuller from the L.A. Complex, who plays Caldrick King. And you can catch L.A. Complex every Tuesday night on the CW at 9 o'clock. After that... Come to our AfterBuzz TV show where we do a recap of the LA Complex. We talk about Raquel. We talk about sex tapes. We talk about, you know, relationships. And you can catch us live at 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, AfterBuzzTV.com. If you can't catch us live, go ahead and swing over to YouTube the next day. You can rate. You can comment. Watch us. iTunes, same thing. Download, rate, comment. And we would love to hear your feedback. And we love to support, guys. So please, please, please support us and support the LA Complex. 
Buzz you later. Buzz TV crew for The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Woo! Don't forget to tune in every Monday night at 8 p.m. to see Adrian Vero, Deanna Vaughn, Susan Hahn, Giselle Ugardi. Buzz you later! After Buzz TV, what do you want to buzz about? That jack of all trades is also <laughs> official up there. All right, so we have a new sponsor, Gamefly, and as I am a ridiculously obnoxious gamer, I'm going to read this in my very best voiceover voice. Do you like video games but hate play, paying? Oh, yeah, that was really good. That was fantastic. Wasn't it? Take Wasn't two. it? Take More two. Of that. Take All right. Two. Do you like video games but hate paying $60 to $70 every time a new game comes out? Yes. If you are a parent shelling out lots of dough each time a game comes out and your kid is done playing with it every week, what's the solution? Gameplay.com. It's Netflix for video games. No late fees, minimal monthly charges. Receive new game in the mail. Play as long as you would like and then send it back through the mail whenever. Over 8,000 games for PlayStation, Xbox, Wii's, and more. New games available. After Buzz, this is important. After Buzz TV fans get a special 15-day free trial if you go through www.gamefly.com slash AfterBuzzTV. Test it out for free. If you or your kids don't like it, cancel whenever. But give it a try and remember for your free 15-day trial, go to GameFly.com slash AfterBuzzTV. Sign me up. All right. Hey, look, I used to do, I've done Gamefly. I am a super, before I started covering them and they got sent to me. And honestly, this is the most glorious thing in history. But but I I did Gamefly and because I, I don't always play completely through a game and I just, I need, I need to be stimulated constantly. And we're back to 50 and Shades. And we're going 50 Shades again. It's amazing. It's amazing how we always it's, get here. It's true. All right. I like that it was Xbox, though. <laughs> all right, maybe. All right, whatever. Xbox. Splash <laughs> that in later. Yeah, right. You can totally fix that in post, can't you? Yeah, I mean, I certainly heard it. I was like, Xbox. Like she, right. she naturally well, said that. But again, I made a really bad joke that just failed. So I've been failed, working so. since 8 a.m. Exactly. <laughs> just like to well, point that out. Let's let's get back to the let's get back to the show. So. Yes. People are switching roles. How would it? Did they study one another? Did they study previous episodes? What were? What was the sort of? Oh, it was so much fun. Um, I when we were shooting the season premiere, um, I let everybody know what was coming down the pike, and said, "Okay, this is the one that that I'm going to direct, and I'm going to write it for you guys." And so start um, watching each other and just sort of paying attention and pick up the nuances of those little ticks that we all have, the little habits and inflections and things. And and I think that they got so kind of excited about just the anticipation of getting to do this. And and then, of course, it was like, oh, I'm going to get you. You know, then it's all those little annoying things that I'm sure that they do for each other that they could grab. And then so we um, – and then I sort of uh, gave them a few – things to do that would allow us to have some consistency for especially tracking Carter you know just you know because Colin sort of has that that sort of knit brow when he's trying to figure (laughs) things out and he's kind of always looking and processing and so we try to do that with you know with all the other you know so Neil and and Sally and Niall all had to sort of try to practice that bit of it and <laughs> hands in pockets. Great. They were they, weren't they great. They were so yeah. funny. I think my favorite moments, for whatever reason, was Zane as Carter in the shower. Oh yes. my I don't, I don't I know, know why. why. No idea why. That <laughs> I, can't I can't imagine. I can't imagine. But it was also, and my absolute favorite moment was Carter as Allison with Joe. Oh, yeah. 
Because that's got so fantastic. That, because that got real. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But wouldn't you do that? Wouldn't you do the same thing? Wouldn't you? Hell yeah. I mean, I, it's funny. I, I did get a, a number of notes of, um, from people who said, "I can't believe Allison would do that," and I. Who I absolutely could believe that she would in that oh, yeah. moment. She's you're human. already insecure, and you and here's the one that you have been trying to not think about what you went through. And then she says, "You know, I've thought about it, haven't you?" Yeah. No, 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 actually, no, <laughs> no, no, actually, no. That yeah. was amazing. Really. They were just and in the tub together. Colin, it was really interesting because Colin, you know, he's so good at physical comedy, and it was great to be able to have him do Fargo because you know he and Neil. They just looked. I mean, they really got each other's physicality, and you know the scene where we had him, you know, pop up on on the exam table, and he says, you know, let's do a magnetoencephalographic <laughs> neuroscan to find out, and he throws himself backwards for that, and then pops back up again, and you know, I knew it was going to be hilarious. It was also painful because he had to keep slamming himself oh, down and back up again. And afterwards, he's like, Arr. but um, but he's great at that, and and then you know, for that scene with Joe, he really didn't he didn't have his body to move. He had to. Just sort of, it was really all here, and with a little bit of the, you know, the hands and stuff. But I think that he found because we didn't want to project it too much. Otherwise, Joe would say, "What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you acting like a girl? This yeah. is, wait a second. And so it had to be subtle enough that she wouldn't notice, but obvious enough for the audience that we would still get to read it. And so we try to play a lot of it in close-ups, like when she, when she says, "You know, I'm really good looking," and he's like. You know, yeah. that little look down, you know, just yeah. wanted to have that. So it's like, it's almost more like a cutaway because Joe's sort of caught up in what she's yeah. saying and she doesn't really see it. But oh, my God. He was, yeah, and they were great. It was so, what was so funny is that we, when we cut, Erica said, that was so freaky right now. I swear to God, you were Allison. You know, that look that you just did. Yeah. So she was actually trying not to break during some of those takes. Oh, my God. I'm sure. It's funny. When I, I had spoken to Colin before he came on to do the show. Yeah. And the first thing that he said to me was, oh, you've got to see this episode. Oh, my God. There's the body switching. And it's just amazing. So yeah. that was the one he was the most excited about. I, I I was I was really lucky and probably pretty selfish. I I, grab, I grabbed my favorite concept for for me to get to do, but um, you know it. Uh, um, I have to give credit to uh, you know it's a, it was an we have an amazing team. I mean you know Bruce Miller, my co showrunner, and our writing staff who were able to um, you know keep everything moving so I could actually go and do this for a couple of weeks, which I've never had the luxury of being able to do. And Eric Wallace, who sort of led the charge on breaking the story for us. And, um, uh, you know, Matt Hastings, who, who is our producer-director um, in Canada, who was great at making sure that my, my prep time was was well spent and that I had a, you know some idea of what the hell I was going to do. And so well, everybody, have... everybody, you know, made, made they made, they helped me, you know, look good too. They made it very easy for me. Well, I have to ask you about directing Wallace Shawn. Wallace Shawn, yeah, I love him so much. I was so yeah. psyched to see him back. How do you direct that man? Did you prepare with iocane powder? <laughs> you know, Excellent reference. This is a this was um, uh, Bruce uh, who. Uh, you know, God love Bruce. He sent me on the first day of, shoot, of shooting. He sends me a note. Um, I, I know you're going to be directing Wally today. Try not to think about all the other people that who have directed him, like <laughs> Woody Allen and oh Scorsese. God. I mean, he just lists all the. And it's like you. Oh my! I can't God. believe it's things. mean. You're such an ass. Just um, don't think about it. Wally was um, the kindest, 
uh, most professional, easiest person I've I've had the luxury of working with in, in a guest actor capacity. I think coming into our show, he fit in. He was so willing to. I mean, he had flown from the East Coast after he had done like a play or something. I can't remember what he was in the middle of, but. Um, he had been traveling all day long, and then he had to come and take a nap and get ready because we were shooting until about 1 a.m. that night. And he, his call was about 11 o'clock. And that's when he's being chased by Martha and, <laughs> and running and screaming down the hallway. And, and um, we had brought in a, a body double for him in case, you know, he was just too tired and burned out, wanted to do a couple of takes and just go crash. And he stayed to the bitter end. He's like, no, I could do it again. I'm happy to do it again. <sighs> And afterwards, I, I just thanked him. I said, uh, you know, it was r- such an honor to be able to have you in my first episode as a director. And he said, this is your first episode directing? Oh, you were so natural. And I thought you'd been doing this for such a long time. And that was, the, I mean, that's the best compliment that you can get. Oh. So, um, yeah, all I could, it, was, it was fantastic. I love him so much. Uh, it's hard not to. <laughs> yeah, he's great. And you basically created the episode that, that I mean, here's the thing, though. Where where do you go from here? I mean, this is right. I mean, where are you going to go? Oh, it's all downhill from here. It's all no, going to be downhill. Course. So well, we should just stop watching. Right? Dear her, we're going to be canceled, Ross. That's it. We're done. So, I mean, we're just phoning it in from this point on. That was you it. Just, you just gave yourself a thrill. I went you, to direct. I came back. The direct. staff had all left. They were all on other shows. It's just like one lonely paper. Yeah. No. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty much. We just actually put the camera on Fargo's bobblehead, and we just keep <laughs> on choking it. it every once in a while. I, I'd kind of watch. We that. have suggested. <laughs> we have suggested a Eureka with dolls in the grass. Colin is pretty right. on board to make this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Eureka, the animated series, has definitely been something else that people have pitched. Like, well, oh. it's like you want to, it's too too expensive to blow stuff up and have all this massive visual effects. Just Here's draw it. Draw it. I fine. would watch it. You know, we've already done a successful animated episode. Yeah. We've shown that we can do this. So. It's fine. I would totally watch that. Honestly, I would. Yeah. Do you, I mean, here's the thing, though. It feels like that there is still room for for these things. Obviously, we're going to see something. Is get, Holly's not gone. She's here. She's in play, right, at this point. I have no idea what you're talking about. He has no idea what we're talking no, about. Come on. Okay, we're going to do, we'll do, Jenna fine. and I together, between mm-hmm. us, we're going to guess five things. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Okay, right, so, right. Here's my thing. The body is decomposing. However, I do think the audience wants Felicia back. I think you want Felicia back. That's my guess. She is such a it's just Felicia. She is a pain to work with. She's a <laughs> oh, prima yes. donna. She's horrible. I mean, a harpy to the core. <laughs> right. I, I did, Right. Soul blackness. <laughs> Soul sucking harpy. Oh my God. She came in to, to do my Stan Lee show and she totally stabbed him. I was, you know, I would not be surprised. Of course, and of I course. love Stan. I and, and I can't believe that you would put the two of them in the same room together. I know, I know. I tried to separate them, but um, no. We obviously we love Felicia Day. She was fantastic, and I, I mean, just there's, you know. She's sure. coming back. She's totally coming. Okay, back. so my guess it can't be back. the body. The body's decomposing, so it's mm-hmm. going to have to be some kind of bot, some kind of bot girl. Cylon bot. Mm-hmm. You know what happens when... Stop building Skynet, by the way. <laughs> so that's my first guess, Jenna. Skynet, totally. <laughs> All right. Um, so I kind of wonder if... Because I know I, I think I predicted a wedding and I know we've got the engagement now, but I kind of think that there's something really... Cool. Oh, I guess we're doing predictions. Eureka predictions. I love this music. Um, but I think there's going to... Sh- wait, I shit you guys not. This is Tim Burton's ringtone. 
I swear oh, to God. Really? Yes. Because you, you hang out with him and when the no, call it went, comes it, in. It, it's... It, at the press event for Dark Shadows, his phone went off and it was that oh, that's, cool. that's somehow doesn't surprise Alternatively, me. No. Beetlejuice is mine. So go ahead. All right. Uh, mine is the Game of Thrones theme. Fair enough. I'm just saying. So go. All right. No, I I mean, I think that there there has to be a reconciliation for, you know, with Grace and Henry. And I... I think it might be a big dramatic moment. I predict that Zane has done himself a disservice by putting this whole thing in Joe's head because she was looking a little longy at the end of this episode. And I was like, oh, no, you don't. Mm. But oh, yes, she will. Mm-hmm. Something's some still brewing with Joe. I love Joe, by the way. I love Joe. Joe's so awesome. Eric is amazing. Yes. So not to be confused, I think she's a great character. But I think that she's going to start developing very confused feelings. And she's preggers right now. So happy baby. Happy Erica. baby to Erica. Indeed. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she's had it yet. I just had to I just had to point that out. Um, okay, so what other things do I think? I think I wonder if Fargo's gonna get a new love interest before the end of the season. Right, the robot. Holly. No, but I mean outside of Holly. Oh, a real person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's mm-hmm. alive? Right. Interesting. Huh? Okay, and I be- I say that the consortium via Okay, hold on. They're going to play a bigger role, but they're going to come to... Consortium is coming back. Yes. (laughs) I love the voiceover. (laughs) But they're going to play... They're going to come to some kind of, like, harmony... Harmony Ooh. in the they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna come to understand. Keep doing it. I'm just gonna On keep the saying next Fifty things. Shades of Grey. <laughs> Consortium Harmony. It'll be a I, TV series on HBO. I, That's I what feel be. like I feel like that that there is gonna there is gonna be some kind of reckoning. Mm. That that's we're we're building to some kind of reckoning in that department. Mm-hmm. And finally, I believe that um, Senator Wynn is going to be taken down. Well, she's already. Girl, she More in a taking box. Down. Well, you know, Colin said she's coming back. She in a box. Right now, mm. she's going to get out of the box. Colin says stuff sometimes, and he doesn't remember. Just, just I should <laughs> throw that true. out there. He doesn't remember true. anything. That's true. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. I'm like, no, he's I mean, like, maybe I directed it. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I'm like, what are you <laughs> talking about? Like, you don't remember directing the... It's true. That's, he does do this. Because, uh, I guess I was the producer. Yeah, because you have, you know, with the actors... They're shooting everything out of order. They read the script at the table read one time through. They very rarely go home and read the whole thing through again multiple times because they're actually studying their sides for the next day. So when they see it on the air, half the time, oh, that's what that was about. You know, so <laughs> I, Colin sometimes and others will say things that not necessarily uh, reflect reality. I understand. Sometimes. But we have the puppet master with us. So how many things did we get right? And who was it? It was me, wasn't it? <laughs> um, I, I would say there's at least one in there that oh. is there's that that is you know in the ballpark. Ooh, that's not very good. Hey, but one, <laughs> we're not very good one. predictors. <laughs> All right. Well, I know we we have to wrap. So um, thank you guys for watching our Eureka show, and thank you so much, Jamie, for coming. Oh, thank you, thank you guys for having me. So fantastic! Thank you guys, to the audience, for uh, all the amazing support, especially this last season. We really appreciate that you guys have embraced us as much as you have. We love Eureka. Okay, so guys, you can follow AfterBuzz TV at, at AfterBuzz TV. Shocking! Um, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. You can follow me at, at Jenna Bush B U S C H, like the beer, not the president. And at Zap2, it at Zap, the number two it. You can follow me at at J Rossi, J R O T H C. I have no reference. 
And I am at, at Jamie Paglia, uh, J-A-I-M-E-P-A-G-L-I-A. I don't know why you'd want to, but sure, why not? Because you're funny. you're your own reference. Just, there's that. It's true. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, join us next week. Same time, same place. And buzz, buzz you later. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. I would love it. I would love it. I'm trying to get Amy on, too, because I know Amy. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.